I grew up with loving parents. Today's my dad's 83rd birthday. He listens to my sermons. Hey, happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> that was your granddaughter yelling out pop just then. Um, but th- the church can be a place where we learn how to perform. We all live in a certain level of fear. We all live in a certain level of insecurity in a place where we, we want acceptance. We want to be known. We want to be loved. And so instead of being known for who we really are, we try to find this image of what people might love. And what Kendra was talking about is tearing that down. I really believe to know you is to love you. If I really know you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I believe that you're, you're here this morning not to perform, but because you're, there's something in your heart. And, and we, it's an atmosphere that we're trying to create of, of vulnerability and honesty, that we need the grace of God. We want this. And, and it's by being childlike. It's this place of humility and vulnerability. It's, yes, it's scary. It's scary for me. You know, after the 10,000th time of, of going through certain places of honesty in my life or uh, opening up in a relationship again or just humbling myself again, asking for forgiveness again, I still get nervous. But the other side of that, after all, of all these experiences, is there's life there. That I, I don't want relationships. I don't want to live in a place of insecurity that I've created out of my own false patterns. I want to build good foundations in my marriage, in my, with my children, with my closest friends, with the people that I work with, and in our community. So I'm just 110% behind what Kendra was just talking about with the discipleship groups. A couple of years ago, um, Phil found some of this material. I said, this is it. You know, how do we get people living out of uh, this vulnerability and honesty in discipleship instead of, okay, we read our Bible again and we kind of said what we're supposed to say. We've done that. We prayed for each other and we went home and everybody's going, what was the big deal about? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit bored with giving the right answers. And I'm looking for a place where I can experience life. I'm desperate for life, for real substance of life. And that means talking to people about when I mess up so that I can get the grace of God in me for deeper levels of transformation. Somebody say, All right. I think you're with me a little bit. Okay, I've, I've got an announcement I want to make today, and I want uh, Phil Masterson and John Lux to join me. I'm going to start talking as they're coming up here. I'm going to talk about some, some transitions that are happening in these guys' lives and how they affect each other. So Phil and Leslie have been a part of Antioch for 10 or so years, been on staff here for the last five years, and spil- Phil and uh, Leslie have spent their time investing in and building young adults and leading our discipleship school. Uh, We met Leslie, actually, when she was living in Indonesia, um, 2009 to 12 or 13, somewhere in there. 
And um, so she spent three years overseas. Phil spent a couple years overseas. And they exemplify this tension that we live in. That, that, and this is what our World Mandate Conference is about. This theme is that you're bringing your passport and you're saying, the will of God be done in my life. Tell me where you want me to go. So I'm, I'm saying this for us. I haven't cleared it with anybody else, but at our Antioch New England Conference, I want you to bring your passports. <laughs> I'm totally serious. I want you to bring your passports and I want you to bring extra cash. I want you to be fluid. You're gonna, you might be, God may tell you to give to somebody during that time. And I want you to be ready. I want you to say, my Venmo account's not working right. No. You got a hundred bucks in your pocket. You're ready to say yes to somebody. And you're bringing your passport and you're ready to go. Well, these guys have lived in that tension. I lived in that tension for a long time. It's like, do I go overseas? You know, where's the need? There's unreached people groups I hear about. And uh, so they have been saying for a long time, we'll do anything, go anywhere, Lord. Well, in the last year, the, the heat kind of turned up on them, and they started saying, we think it's now. And uh, not knowing what the next step entailed, they began preparing for it in faith. And we all sense like, okay, this is a time of transition. Well, at the same time, John and Lila were coming back from overseas after having lived there. John, 10 years, Lila, six, seven years seven, and uh, single women can find missionary husbands. You just got to go to the uttermost parts to find them. <clears throat> Somebody say, yes, Lord, me too. All right. So they came back, and we're going, wow, these are valuable people. God, what do you have for them? And at one point in time, they said, maybe we're supposed to do a job switch. And so we, we started going in that direction. And uh, clicking things into place where uh, Phil and Leslie would transition out and John would move in. And then these guys had a few complicating things happen in life. Come, Phil comes to me and it's like, Mark, Leslie's pregnant, and last time we did this we had twins. And so <laughs> our world may turn upside down. I, you know, what plans, what's going on here? And, and then the pregnancy became difficult, and uh, as most of you know, they, they lost that baby in the 20th week, and it's not been easy. As they've moved into this place of transition, I would keep checking with them, like looking at both of these guys and going, are we doing this? You know, what's, what's going on here? And uh, uh, so I, we are saying this, Phil and Leslie are going to be in their position until July 1st. And uh, as we got into last summer, we said, I, I, want, I don't want you to leave, but I do want you to come. You're both going to be here for six months together. And this is because we believe there's a harvest in the city of young adults and young professionals. There's more of them than there are of college students, and we got a, a boatload of those. I lived in Tennessee for a number of years, and there's certain phrases that I developed that are not... They're idiomatic expressions that are not used anywhere else in the world. And anyway, so um, uh, we are the plans are in process for a transition for also our training school, the discipleship school, and we'll be communicating that. We're going full speed ahead with that because we believe God's called us to make deep impact in people's lives. 
That's a part of what we do as a movement. And it requires time. We're saying, we want a chunk of your life. We want you to commit. How many of you have done the discipleship school in here? It's, this is what we do. We call people to deep commitment, to walk in a season that's vulnerable. And because we, want, we don't want just people that are attending our meetings. We're looking for transformation in our lives. So, um, Phil, I think the microphone's over there. I just invited you to talk a little bit. Yeah, um, thank you, Mark, for communicating that clue. And, and, and I've had uh, good personal conversations with a lot of you, but, but just I, I felt like the short thing I wanted to say was thank you so much. It's been, uh, I've learned so much these last five years working with young adults. Man, this is an impactful ministry and uh, in, in demographic. Like, we really believe we're going to be transformed by God and released in his purposes in our city and around the world. And I, the last five years, I've seen that happen in, in so many of your lives. So it's been a unbelievable privilege. And I'm really excited about Lux. We're good friends. I've known Lux for the last 10 years, and I'm so excited for his leadership that he's going to bring. just feel like it's going to infuse energy, new vision, and uh, just going to kind of push it forward. So it has been challenging for Leslie and I. Leslie's not up here. I wish she was. She's, uh, she was in Waco for our ADS director's training. She's on the flight back. So that's why she couldn't be up here with us. But, yes, it's been challenging, but, man, we felt such love from you guys as a community. So I just want to say thank you. And we're totally trusting the Lord in our next step. You know, it's, it's, it's a little confusing. Or not, uh, confusing is the wrong word. It's a little bit like, all right, well, this really is a step of faith. What is next? And totally trust that God's going to speak to us. So, Amen. And uh, can I just say, I'm so, so thankful and so, so excited to be working with all the young adults from Antioch Brighton. And, uh, yeah, I just want to hear you guys say that I feel like I, every time I interact with you, I sense how much I want to be a part of this ministry and how much I have to learn from all of you. And you guys get six months of the two-headed monster <laughs> of young adults. Thank you. Don't leave yet. I... I, I played this game, the two-headed monster game, yesterday morning at a group thing, so I'm some kind of a prophetic thing is happening in my life right now. <laughs> so um, I want to pray over these guys. Do you, you want to do that? Yeah. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's like we don't really know what's next, but we're diving in, Lord. Yeah. So uh, I just believe the Holy Spirit is all over that. So why don't you step down here, and we're going to pray over both of these guys. And I, So let's stand up. We're going to extend our hands toward them, or some of you can come and gather around them. And uh, we're talking about hearing the voice of God this month. And so this is, this is what's going on. This is a releasing and a blessing and a clarifying to new places of obedience. And so... I think it's so appropriate that God is open in our can in a profound way. Thank you, Lord. So just want you to lift your voices and I'll close it. Just about 30 seconds. Wherever you are, you can pray. Just pray for him. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Phil and Leslie right now. We say we, we want to be like you. <laughs> we... Uh, we want to be like you, Lord Jesus, but we want to be like what you are revealing in them and, and people walking vulnerably in faith.
and we, we trust you with their lives. Oh, Jesus, what precious, precious people. We believe that, that these steps they're taking are going to inspire us to do the same thing. So, or if you want to write on the wall, if you want to send messages, any way you want to reveal yourself, Lord, any way you want to, we believe that you're going to give deep, deep confidence and clarity to Phil and Leslie. And I, I just thank you, Lord. I just In this season, we're asking for the double. Yeah. We're asking for the double, Lord Jesus. I, there's something here of, that, uh, of, of significant release. And for everyone that's, that's uh, connected to this, the life groups in this ministry, we're, we, are, we are not giving you double administration. We're giving you double release. Yeah double empowering, double discernment, double encouragement. Lord, let the, let the life of God be released, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, John. We say, uh, and, and I think this is going to come in, in phases in, in a number of different ways. The way we've, we've talked about this is it's coming in phases, but I just I just want to ask for the beginning of that mantle of grace on your life. That there is, there is authority as a, as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a caregiver, as one who, who protects. That this would come strongly on your life. The, 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 the teaching aspects of this, fresh anointing would come in your life. The, some of the counsel aspects of this, the me increasing in your life in fresh ways. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, you're blessed. Thanks, Amen. Well, welcome to the party. This is... um, And this month, we're talking about uh, being a prophetic people, and that is hearing the voice of God and living out that transformation before the world. It's not just being a person in, in privacy that hears something and has this dynamic, but it's a transforming thing. A prophetic people, it's, it is a, uh, it's this transfer from heaven, from eternity, from the spirit realm into the now, into the natural, into what is seen, into the sense realm, our, uh, the, the tangible that we experience. But everything happened like that. The Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1, it was hovering over the deep. The, the creator God, out of nothing, spoke everything that is into existence. And he continues to do that in us in revealing himself to the world around us because he loves the world. He loves the people around you. He loves you. He's not just trying to do something to use you as some, you're just a, a box that he's using to love somebody else. He's loving you and filling you up with things so that other people can see it and they can experience it. So I'm going to talk about hearing God's voice today. So so to me, this is a very simple teaching. And I, here's my question. How many of you have heard a teaching on hearing God's voice before? A lot of folks here. I'm not, I, if you're new, 
to this, then be encouraged that this is something that's not weird. This is something that, that is childlike. And I'm going to talk about the basic principles of this today that hopefully allow you to have access. And it's these steps. The Bible is a reference. It is written. God has spoken and it's been written down. We have the Word of the Lord that we can be confident in. And then the second point is you were designed to be a hearer of the voice of God. That's how He made you. When you're born again, He created you for intimate relationship with Him. And that is a, uh, you know, it's, it's not uh, an audible voice. But, you know, every time I say that, I say, well, anytime you want to try that, Lord, I'm ready. You know, I haven't seen an angel, but, you know, change, change history, Lord. Bring me into the spirit realm in ways that I don't know. But I just have to tell you, I am doing number three here, and that is I'm a learner. So we have the Bible. It's written. We have ears to hear, number two. And number three, we're children. We are learning these things. And I'm constantly going three steps forward, two steps back. And I don't, I don't know what dance that is, but uh, uh, it's, it's a process of growth and humility. So, I'm going to go over some of these things. And I've, I've put some, uh, some handouts over here that we've used as a part of the um, shepherding your heart. And in here, it's, it's got some basic, simple things that we say again and again and again on hearing God's voice. One side is uh, understanding forgiveness, renouncing lies, lies, excuse me. And so, if you, if you are looking, if you come to the end of this message or at the end of this time together and you're going, I need a little more substance, that's what this is for, is to give you something to walk away with that you can hold in your hand and, and really dig into in a deeper way, to confirm, hopefully, the things that we're talking about today. So, number one, the Bible is our complete reference point. It is written. 95, 98% of what you need for morals, character, relationships, it's already written. And you need to, when you come to question points in, in your life, you come to places of confusion, you don't go, God, what are you saying? You go to the Bible and say, God, what have you said? Where is it? Speak to me. Guide me. I want to find this in Scripture. Use whatever search engines you have or whatever uh, resources you have, say, God, teach me what you have written. I want to know. And, there's, and he speaks to us in his word. And the Psalms, I, I used to, it was a season in my life where I read uh, five Psalms a day. There's 150 Psalms. It's 30 days a month, you know, on the 31st month, day of the month, you can do whatever you want to do. But for 30 days, you're locking in and you're going through a consistent pattern. And I go, today's the 13th. That's Oh, that's 61 through 65. And I read through the Psalms, and I ask God to speak to me. Now I, 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 I go through New Testament uh, chapters, four chapters a day is what, what I try to do, and, and I pray through that, and God speaks to me in, in, those, in that pattern as well. But I'm looking for what God has said. I'm building this confidence of this basic foundation of the Word of God. Now, the, this last 5%, is what we worry the most about, right? Where am I supposed to live? What job am I supposed to have? Where am I supposed to go to school? What am, what am I supposed to do with my life? These, these things that, that feel like they're the biggest thing. 
But Matthew 6, 31 through 34 has something that's already written. Do not worry. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Where shall I go to college? What graduate degree should I get? What house should I buy? What car should I buy? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Okay? Yes. Your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be added unto you. If you're doing the 95%, you're not going to miss it. If you're doing the 95, if you're seeking first the kingdom of God and building the word in your life, you're not going to miss it. He's not giving you a stone if you're asking for bread. So do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So it's just again and again and again. It's it's the Bible. You know, people were looking for... uh, all of these different things, but I want to tell you, we have a revelation. It says in Hebrews chapter 1, so turn with me there, actually. No. Okay, I'll use my little electronic version of this thing. Just so I don't say it wrong. Hebrews chapter 1. You know, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets many times in various ways. Sometimes people say, wait a second, you know, they had astrologers back there, they had people following stars, they had the wise men, all these different things. God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through whom Also, he made the universe. We have the words of Jesus. He came and revealed the Father. Everything that he did, he said, you're seeing the Father. Everything that I say, you're hearing the Father. So we have this revelation, this this confidence. Then you were designed, created to hear God's voice out of relationship. That's what a relationship is. It's communication. And it's beautiful, isn't it? John called Jesus the Word. He is the essence of communication. He is the Word. He is the voice. Not that song competition. He is the voice. John 4, 23. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seek. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So, yes, straight up, we are mystics. We believe in an invisible creator. We believe in this this historic figure, Jesus Christ, walked this earth and ascended into heaven in front of people's eyes. He ascended. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he speaks right now. He is spirit. And if you, you, you are spirit, and you're going to live forever in either heaven or hell. Because of the choice. 
Over the course of your life, you said, yes, God, I want you. Yes, I want you. And then you get that for eternity. And if you spend your life going, no, God, I do not want you. No, I do not want your ways. You get that for eternity. But he's, he's doing everything he can to bring people into this grace and this message of comfort. Like, I want a relationship with you. I've given myself on the cross. I've suffered for you. So he speaks. And John 10, 25, Jesus answered, I tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. So he's, he's given a rebuke here. Some people, you do not believe because you're not my sheep. Got any sheep in here? Say, I'm a sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they will follow me. So I just, I'm a sheep and I hear his voice and I follow him. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm listening. So he gives them eternal life. They'll never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Oh, Jesus, you know, whatever you believe doctrinally about all that thing, I'm going to tell you what I believe. He's going to hold on to me. He's holding on to me better than I can hold on to him. I trust him. I'm not going to be snatched out of his hand. I'm secure. And he's guiding me. He's leading me. My sheep Listen to my voice. So, this is it. We, you've given uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 6. I think it's more than one time to send this in the, in the Word. But to him who has, to her who has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen in the Spirit. If you've been given ears to hear, listen in the Spirit realm. So, in Isaiah chapter 30, I'm just going to highlight a couple of, there's one verse out of this passage. I like to bring the larger passage out because of the context is so important. Every time you're, you're talking about a specific passage of Scripture, read before it, read after it. But uh, I'm just emphasizing in this story, the Isaiah, this prophet speaking, and he talks to him and he says, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Walk in it. I'm going... I, I uh, first 20 years of my life for King James, so I fall back into the yees every once in a while. So this actually is normal for the majority of the world, that there is a spirit realm. We lived in Indonesia for 10 years, and I, you know, the guy I walked with, his name's Krolius uh, Pujisanyoto, and uh, see if I've got that right, is it, which basically means praise the name of Jesus is his name. And uh, his, his father, who was a witch doctor, gave him that name. Kind of prophetic. <clears throat> he, he ended up burning all of his father's witchcraft books and leading 200 of his extended family members to the Lord because of a, a word of knowledge that he received. Anyway, fun stories. And um, this was not strange. You kind of rattle some of these things out in the West, and everybody goes, what? And over there, it's like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, next, you know. Oh, that happened? Oh, and, and then the person, fire came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, just that happened over here in that situation. The spirit realm, which just is so blows our minds, 
We have to work to get back into an understanding that this is more real. This is the substance. And your destiny is to live out of that substance and bring it into what is seen. To pull out of what God has said, what his destiny is, and change what is seen. And change the brokenness in the world around you. The brokenness that is inside of you. To change because of the word of the Lord. Because the reality of what he has in the spirit for you. That's where we're going. It's written and he's saying it to you. You're, you're opening up your antenna and he's saying it to you. I love you. I have a plan for you. I have a destiny for you. I've given you these gifts. I'm calling you in this way. He's talking to us. And the third point that I make is that you are to be a learner. It's written. He makes it alive. The first two things, I'm going to just emphasize this again. I'm going to say this. But there's two words for word. One is logos and another is rhema. The logos is the written word. It's just white pieces of paper with black letters on it or brown letters or red letters. The rhema is the word made alive by the Spirit. Have you ever been reading the Bible and it just jumped off the page at you? That's a rhema. You know, everything that's written there, you can't just go, oh, Peter walked on water, I'm jumping into the Charles River today. It's, that is not necessarily alive for you right now. But it could be, and, you know, Lord, if you want to make that alive, if you want to do something, if you want to make the spirit realm real in something, you got my agreement. I'm ready. I'm, I do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. Make it alive right now. So logos, rhema, the first is the logos. It's written, and you can trust it and give yourself to that. And the rhema, that he quickens things, and you wanna, you've got ears to hear. And number three is you're a learner. So we're not in the Old Testament. As glorious as the Old Testament was, it was about perfection and judgment. You could not get it wrong in the Old Testament without judgment. And it's because the prophets in the Old Testament were literally creating the Bible. They were speaking the words of God. And so he kind of had, he he had an opinion about that. And when people were drawing outside the lines and playing with that, there was judgment. They could die. And also there's judgment in the sense that if God was speaking, you're obeying. There's no option. New Testament, we are learning. And it's for everybody. It's not just a few people out here. Joel chapter 2. It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on male and female servants those days, I'll pour out my spirit. All, all, all. Not just, you know, there were some prophetesses, but it was, you know, people thought, oh, it's the prophet, it's a man. No, it's men and women. Someone say it's not just for the old guys, it's for the sons and daughters. And therefore, we are learners. We're just trying to say, you know, okay, yes, Lord, I believe in this stuff, teach me. Show me how to take steps. I, I, 
you do not have to get 100%. You don't have to bat 1,000 to begin to try to hear the voice of God. And it's because, in a sense, we're in a shallower pool than they were in. Let me tell you about the shallow pool. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He says, follow the way of love. He just finished. So 12, 13, 14 in 1 Corinthians is this whole package of understanding. Uh, Paul has analyzed, and I'll be talking about this in, the next, in, a, in about two weeks, but he's saying, you know all these different spiritual dynamics are happening? I'm going to give you some categorization of all of that. And so he just defines and breaks it down in some lists and said, this is what that is, and this is kind of how that works. In chapter uh, 13, he says, I don't care how many of those things you do. If you're not loving people, just stop now. This is if you're, you're looking to love people. The goal of this, I remember a guy that was named John Wimber that he was really well-known for seeing a lot of people healed, and they said, what, you know, what are you trying to do when you're praying for, for someone to be healed? He said, number one, I just want them to be loved. I don't know, know, whatever disease is going on in their life, when I'm praying for people, I want them to be loved. And then in chapter 14, it's just basic functioning of body life. How does this work? What is prophecy about? How, does, how do tongues interpretation work in this situation? What's best in this environment? So we get into the 14th chapter, follow the way of love and eager desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Paul, the Apostle Paul is not going, this is dangerous stuff, this is weird stuff, be careful. Say, no, 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 do this stuff. Do it. Desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophesy. It's a good thing. Does anybody want the gifts of the Spirit functioning in their life in a greater way? Desire, it's, here it is. It, it is written. Desire this. It's good. Love people, desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in tongue does not speak to people but to God. Now, this, I'll talk about this in the next couple of weeks, but there's a difference between tongues and interpretation equals prophecy. But he's talking about uh, if God's given you that, that gift, it, it is for prayer, and it, it opens up the supernatural. It's a wonderful thing. Indeed, no one understands. They, they utter mysteries. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Does anybody need some of that stuff? Strengthening, encouragement, comfort. Say, you know, you can just confess along with me. I am insecure. I need affirmation. I need God to say it one more time to me. I some reason I didn't get it the first time. Say that one more time, Lord Jesus. You know, we're just saying edification. That's King James. I'm back there. Okay, strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to give to speak to you. Last week I said we're asking the Holy Spirit to speak to us. This work week I'm saying Holy Spirit, give them something for somebody else. Give them words of encouragement, words of comfort to you, affirmation to you. And we, um, we, are, we are all learning how to walk this out. And so you don't have 
This is not about perfection and judgment. It's about humility, submission, and childlikeness. So again, I, I'm not going up to people going, Thus saith the Lord, you're going to get a new car on Tuesday. Now, if God gave me that incredible clarity, I might say that. But I'm, I'm saying, let's walk on the shallow end of the pool. Just make a verse in the Bible alive to me, Jesus. Give me some scripture that is relevant to this person. And instead, what I, instead of being just declaring, and, and there are times for that. But what we need to do is get into the pool. We need to get into the shallow end of the pool and start enjoying what's going on there. And that's encouragement, comfort, just helping people out and building, making, giving them something out of their quiet time that, that you just got, that you don't even know that was what was going on in their prayer. That happened this morning. Someone prayed for someone, spoke over them, and they said, they just told me what I've been praying for the last month. What was that? Encouragement. That was good. And this being, you know what happens when that happens? You feel like God knows you. You feel like he understands. And you need that. You need that affirmation. And you get it by giving it. Give and it will be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, running over. So you, you extend yourself and you say, hey, got an impression, got a verse, might want to pray about this. And, and you interact. You go, you know, what, what do you think? Is that, can you help me out with this? You know, I'm just getting a little piece of this. I'm not sure what's going on. And they go, well, this is, this is the part that I think is most right. And you go, oh, okay, good. I'm getting some clarity. And we grow in discernment. We begin to step out there and we, we grow in understanding. And this, so we are trusting the Bible. We have ability to hear. And we are learners. We're childlike. We can make mistakes and say, I'm sorry. So, one of the, so in, in this, the deep end of the pool, the people think, this is where God really is, and sometimes this is not even the deep end of the pool. This is like not even in the pool. We say, no dates, no mates, no direction, no correction. So, people have been deeply wounded and confused when someone says, you're supposed to marry that person. We don't do that. That's in the area of the weirdness, okay? Okay. We don't do that. So we are not controlling people's lives. You know what controlling people's lives in this realm is? It's called witchcraft. We don't do that. Moving into mystical stuff out of your own soul, that's, that's witchcraft. What we're doing is we're moving in the spirit out of submission and childlikeness. People in this, in this realm, you know, I, again, I lived in... Uh, a very mystical culture, and, and they saw things. They knew things, but it was, it was in the wrong spirit. So the way to get out of that is to say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. You are my king. I love you. I, I'm submitted completely to your word. You're good to go. You can get out there and start encouraging people. So let's stand up, and we're, here's what we're going to do. 
I've got three teams up here for you. Uh, John, Phil, Clark. <clears throat> I'll spread out the front, and there's some people that are with you that are... Uh, John Clark, go ahead and come on up here, and, and if you just stay near the front and see if that's what's going on. You can tag and be involved in this. But these are people that have some experience in prophetic ministry, and if you desire to hear the Lord, to get some encouragement, I just need some encouragement. I want to be involved. I want to be involved in receiving this ministry. And there's some other people this morning that were in the prayer time that said you would join these teams. If you could go ahead and gather around these guys, I'd appreciate that. So they're here to pray over you. So you can worship Jesus. You can just say, great, there's worship happening. I'm involved in that. Loving it. God, do whatever you're doing. I'm I'm just going to worship you. Or you can come up and say, hey, I, I need something. These guys are going to pray over you. Number three, these are not the only people in the room that hear God's voice. I, I'm going to pray for you to have a scripture, to have an impression for someone else in the room. Could be the person sitting next to you. Could be someone on the other side of the room. But you can all, if you're a sheep, you can hear his voice. And this is the month where we're asking the water level to get higher being a prophetic people. So we're just saying, Lord, you speak. This is normal. This is not weird. This is what we do. We just, you make this alive to us. So if you're, if you're a yes, you want me to pray for you, for God to speak to you, to speak to someone else, you just close your eyes, put a hand up or something right now. And we're going to, this is what we're going to do for the next 15 minutes or so. We're just saying, Holy Spirit, you come and, and work in our lives. So we believe you, Lord, that you love us, that you have plans for our life, and that, that your, your spirit is real and it's true. So come, give us clarity, give us discernment, give us something fresh today, Lord, that would, that would help and give strength, comfort, in the name of Jesus.